Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned in to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Listeners, we're so glad to have you here. And I just want to remind you that you can find all of our resources at iworkforhim.com. That's iworkforhim.com. One of the things that I'd love to point out is that you can actually get our show sent to you via email each and every time a new one is released. So if you go to our blog and sign up and you can choose weekly or daily, and then you will get it either in a summary at the end of the week or every time a new show comes out during the week, you can get an email, click right on it, and uh, you can then listen to it or watch it, Jim. We put both of the links out there so people can Uh, If you want to watch the show on video, you can go to our YouTube channel. Otherwise, you can listen to it on your uh, podcast platform. Everything you need is right there at iwork4him.com. You know, communities have issues. Communities have problems. But they're communities. So what else do communities have? Well, they have community. We head off to sunny California where one such community has decided to take the resources they have and put them all to use in addressing the issue of chronic homelessness and a few other issues. I can't wait for you to hear the story of the E49 Foundation and Compassion Village and the amazing things they've done. Their founder and CEO and social entrepreneur, Tammy Vallejo, is with us today to tell the story of the transformation in their Del Paso, California community and the way you can do it in your community too. Tammy Vallejo, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Tammy, we always are excited to hear, I mean, I'm really excited for you to share what we now know about the E49 Foundation and Compassion Village. But before we do, let's talk about Jesus. Why did you become a Jesus follower? <laughs> well, I grew up in a Jesus-following family and uh, was saved and baptized at seven years old. Uh, I remember it very, very well. And uh, have kind of have walked with Jesus my entire life. Wow, what a privilege that just to be able to have that young upbringing and to stick with it. Yes, yeah. definitely. So, tell us about your community. What was going on, and what some of the problems were? Yeah. So, fast forward. I was born and raised in kind of the midwestern area, and moved to California when I was 19 years old to become a flight attendant. Eventually, my husband and I ended up in Sacramento. So Sacramento, we've now called home for 33 years. And uh, 13 years ago, uh, the Lord asked me to start a nonprofit and start really looking at social issues. So our community is about a million people. If you talk about the region where the downtown area is about 500,000, and then within that, there's smaller ones. So Within Sacramento, Del Paso is a very underserved area that uh, we decided to start doing some work in uh, poverty at an over 35% level, homelessness, lots of issues in the region. Hmm. Wow. I, I, I love the fact that you were paying attention, that you said, okay, we got some issues here, and the issues are significant, and we want to address those issues. So when we come back, we're going to hear... What did Tammy Vallejo and the E49 Foundation and Compassion Village do? How did those things all come about? And what did they do in the Del Paso community of of Northern California, Western Cut? It's in near Sacramento, wherever that is, somewhere in big California. We'll be right back. To tweet or not to tweet, that's always on my mind. 
That's why Martha handles most of the Twitter tweets and interactions. Please look for us and interact with us on Twitter at I work for him radio. That's at I work the number four him radio. Hey, welcome back to I work for him as we're talking with Tammy Vallejo. Love for you to check her out online. Compassionvillage.org and the E49 Foundation.org. Tammy, you, you mentioned all the issues that you guys noticed were going on in your community. How did you pull the community together to address these issues? Well, the first thing that happened is the Lord told me to bring the church together, and I had no idea what that looked like. So that's where we needed to start. Uh, so that part of it started with doing events of any kind that we could do. So we did events with partners like Convoy of Hope, where we were having them come out and feed large groups. By the end of that, I think we had 14,000 people at that event in the downtown area. And whatever we could do to bring the church together is what we did for the first few years. And then eventually we started, basically what we do is we develop a plan and then we plug the church into it. And so we started partnering with schools. And then when the churches caught on to that, we backed out, let them move into it. We started moving ahead of them into different areas. So eventually we started creating places for housing because we found that the, the base issue in almost every community is you've got to have housing. You have to understand a way to connect a community and you have to have some kind of purpose, whether that's a job or a hobby or whatever that is. So that's sort of where Compassion Village comes in. Yes, and I can't wait for our listeners to hear about that. But first, I want to kind of camp on this whole idea. How did you pull together churches and business people and get them to work together um, and collaborate on a project? So first of all, I call it the DNA. Every church has a DNA. Uh, some churches are teaching churches. Some are more kind of apostolic out in the community churches. It just depends. And I started to get to know these churches. There were other groups in town that were bringing pastors together. And then eventually there were groups that were bringing business people together. And I kind of felt like I was in the middle of all of those, mm -hmm. trying to plug them all in. So uh, an example is the easiest way for me to explain it. If the DNA, the DNA of an entrepreneur or business person I've discovered is very often apostolic prophetic. And so they're building and they're out creating long-term sustainable systems and things like that. That doesn't fit always that well in the church. And the church is about compassion and evangelism. Um, but when you combine those things together, uh, not just the entities, but the people in their gifting, and you plug them into a strategy, uh, I've, I now have language for it. I'm a builder. So I like to build the plans and help people build the design and then plug people into it and then launch it. And then once it's launched, I leave. But uh, but that's really how you plug in the church. You've got to develop the plan first, plug and play, I call it, and then and then let them know where they can plug in best. I love that. Just communicating vision and giving people a chance mm -hmm. to step up. Okay, so one of the things that you realized in all of your uh, just uncovering in, in your community was that you had an issue with chronic homelessness. What is it and how did you guys go about solving it? Yeah, I mean, chronic homelessness is actually a social service definition of being homeless nonstop, not in a car for over one year uh, minimum. Mm -hmm. 
And so that means you don't have any place else. You don't have a bed uh, or a car or anything that you can go to. So we recognize chronic homelessness in Sacramento. When I first started this, I think we were saying we had 2,500. Today, we have about 12,500. It has been exponentially growing for as long as I've been doing this. And it's something everyone in the area knows. It's visible now. Then it was becoming visible. And so uh, we just knew that we had to be a part of solving it. So then what did you do? We want to hear, <laughs> we want to hear what has turned okay. into Compassion Village. So tell us about... So when we, yeah. So when we first started, we thought, well, we'll buy houses, which of course in California comes at a premium. Mm. But we were in the middle still of a downturn at the time. So we started buying houses and putting people in houses with multiple rooms where we would have someone staying there, um, site managers. So maybe you had four or five rooms and we would put people in those rooms. That caused a little bit of tension, a lot of tension when you're dealing with people who've had trauma in their past. It's very difficult to live with other roommates that have had trauma in their past. And there's kind of nowhere to get away when you're inside a house. Um, so tiny homes were starting to be a thing and we brought some churches together and said, Hey, what would it look like if we built tiny homes? So there was a separate place away from everyone else and then had a core place in the middle, uh, a resource center where people could come together and be together when they were in the mood and when they were in a place where they could handle it. And then what would that look like? And so we started in 2017, putting together a plan for tiny homes. We had never even looked up tiny homes. We, did, we had no idea what was before us. As a real estate broker, I'm a real estate broker. We, I kind of knew how to thread the needle of getting through city planning. So we put together, here's the model. It's tiny homes, individually placed uh, with a central resource center and then in this version, a little ways away, we had a center for entrepreneurship. So when people were ready, once they got landed and they were living, they were then able to start connecting with the community, their own community that we were bringing in. And then they were able to start uh, dreaming again uh, in the community center, which was you know, their hobby or their place of employment. You know, when we first heard about this, we just got so excited because you weren't just putting a roof over people's heads. You know, you weren't just thinking, you know, for a lot of us, I think we think that, you know, finding a place to sleep at night with a roof, that's solving homelessness. And it's so much more than that. And you're, I just want to make sure our listeners are hearing that you were sensitive to where they've come from, what they've experienced, why they're even in that situation. And then, you know, you just said things like when they're ready and when they're in the mood and things like that, because you're not immediately, okay, I have a roof over my head, everything is great. But learning how to, um, you know, live in that community and function, it's just so exciting to hear because you're setting them up for success. You're setting them up for whatever that means for them as they move forward. So in this um, entrepreneurial space, then what kinds of things can they um, take advantage of? Yeah, so there's a combination in that space of, being able to sit and do artwork or being able to make a t-shirt. Uh, I could tell a quick story of Brad who has given me permission to tell his story, Please. who was a veteran and he 
you know, came back with some PTSD. He sort of blew up his marriage. He had kind of alienated himself from family. But he had been a painter his entire life, uh, like a commercial painter. And so about a year into his landing at Compassion Village, he started feeling confident enough to start painting again. So we had just gotten this uh, entrepreneurial space, this 15,000 square foot commercial building, and the entire thing needed painting. And so I, I put Brad on it, and Brad started painting this building by hand. He didn't spray it. And I knew when he started doing it that this was actually part of his getting to where he needed to be. Like, I wasn't in a rush to get the painting done. Sometimes people came in and it wasn't complete. But by the time he finished this 15,000 square foot building, he was now able, because with PTSD, it was difficult for him to paint in a company. So a lot of times we think, oh, we'll just give them job skills and they'll be able to go back to work. That doesn't really work. There's a bridge that needs to happen between those. And so he painted in the privacy of just us being in the building, mostly him and I and a couple other people sometimes. And then when he was ready, six months later, he actually was able to go and get a job as a painter again because he had gotten that confidence back. What I love about this whole story, Tammy Vallejo, is that you 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 saw, well, you're a connector. You saw churches that had resources, a community that had needs, business owners that had money, and you say, let's bring together the kingdom of God to start ministering to the needs of bringing healing to our community. And it may, some people may say, well, we can't eliminate homelessness, so why even bother starting? But there was some creativity. So there's some stuff you left out, like the fact that you don't know where you're going to put this compassion village. Mm-hmm. And you found... You, you, the idea was you worked off a model where churches had land that they weren't using, right? Correct. So we took a combination of things. We had churches who had land that they were not using. We had churches who had in our suburbs, for example, who wanted to minister in the downtown area, but it was it's far. I mean, it's 35, 40 minutes to get down here. So they wanted to minister and they had money. Uh, they were higher, you know, economic um, communities than these were. And so what we did is not only did we have a land, the land where the church was that we were using for our site, uh, and the vision was to have 15 sites within the Sacramento area, but we also had uh, churches who had building skills. So again, you talk about entrepreneurship. How many times do business people get an opportunity to get their hands dirty in a ministry inside the church? And so we gave them Using construction projects. Using their skills that they use every Using, day at work. Yes, right. Very exactly. rarely. Very rarely. <laughs> and so we had general contractors, right? We go on mission trips all the mm-hmm. time to build homes. So why not build them in Sacramento? So we developed the plans for the tiny homes. And we then went out to these churches. They raised the money for each home. We got the price down to $10,000 per home. This is a 8 by 16 home. And then... They raised the money and their general contractors actually built it. And we had the entire plan laid out. Here are the steps. Here's how you build your teams. Here's how you get it. And then when it was finished, they bring it down to the site. So this first site has uh, 20 homes. We have 24 people living there. Uh, And then uh, we had 18 churches who built at least one or two of the homes and raised the money for the homes. And then um, they come and minister after the fact if they're close enough 
uh, and if they can if they can get there. So. Wow. What I wanted, I, I wanted to make sure we brought this story to the I Work For Him audience because you're, you're entrepreneurial. You, as you said, you're a real estate broker. Uh, you know, it's, we've got so many incredible skills and our communities desperately need us. And the answer to all of the problems in the United States of America and all of the 19,500 and some communities is Jesus. And really what you did is you brought a Jesus solution using the creativity of the kingdom of God and brought it to bring and minister to the community uh, in the Del Paso community within the Sacramento area. Uh, and it's, I just love it. I want people to check it out online. CompassionVillage.org, CompassionVillage.org, and the e, the E49Foundation.org. We'll be right back with more with Tammy Vallejo. Unlike Jim, I didn't dream of being on camera. I was content to play piano and sing in a choir. Who knew that today Jim and I would have interviewed over 3,000 people and created tons of podcasts and videos, helping Christians to unlock God's purpose for you and your work. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. I work for him. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. We're talking with Tammy Vallejo from Compassion Village, but you can find out more about all of her ventures at the E49Foundation.org. Tammy, you didn't just work on uh, chronic homelessness. You also started, you saw other issues that churches need to address. Tell us about the Biblical Justice Leaders Lab, the School of Kingdom Business, and the School of Social Justice that you are working on. Yeah, so uh, God just has really placed, especially in our Sacramento region, I know that it's different in different cities around the nation, but in Sacramento, we have an urban core and then we have suburbs and the urban core is very impacted with people. And so many times what happens is the churches get over about 300 and then move out to the suburban areas. And so we have not just this physical divide amongst um races along the lines of race, but we have physical divides along the lines of socioeconomic um, status, et cetera. And so in the midst of building homes and all the other things, we've also had here in Sacramento uh, racial tension. And so the biblical justice um, components of the teaching are really when you're in, when we're, the issue of homelessness is not a lot different than the issue of poverty or sex trafficking or other issues. They're an oppressed people who are being oppressed for a reason. When you get into the details of that, what you begin to find is that the Bible has the answers to this. The church is the answer. Jesus is the answer to it. And it's just, how do we go about it um, in a way that's successful? So we created the teaching in combination with people of color in our community who could help us bring together um, not just solutions, but relationships that are authentic, relationships that are have covenant, they can stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a very um, kind of media outward shooting of a young black man here in Sacramento a few years back. It made the news. It was We had riots. We had a lot of those things going on. And when that happened, because it there, there's just tension and you've got to be able to work through it. So I have a heart for not just connecting, but mediating relationships. Jesus was a mediator, right? Yeah, for sure. And I have a heart for getting down to the root cause of whatever it is that's going on and bringing people together in that so that they can reconcile in a way 
that um, you may not agree on political issues, all the political issues that, you know, that are out there, but you can agree in the spirit of what's happening uh, in our city that we're in covenant together and we're going to work through it. So I, that, that's sort of my next phase of life, if you will. My, my uh, passion as I move forward is really just to, to reconcile these things, uh, not just in our city, but in others. You know, one of the things I find so encouraging about your story is that you keep um, uncovering layers and saying, okay, Lord, what do I do with this? And how do we, you know, take those next steps? With that in mind, as our listeners are hearing what God has used you for in the Sacramento area um, with the Compassion Village and with the other things that you're doing through the E49 Foundation, are these things reproducible in other parts of the country? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, from the very beginning, we wanted plug and play models. Uh, I'll say now that I'm 11 years into this, uh, if God calls you to it, he's going to give you the plans for it. Uh, blueprints are, are the thing that he gives me. And so I think that when you take these frameworks that we've built, and then you add in the DNA of the city or the region or the church that you're in, and sort of, you know, adjust based on what your city needs, they're super easy to replicate and um, build out. Yeah. So you're willing to share. So you can Absolutely. share. You can share all the things you've learned. Uh, it's yeah. It's a tough place to be a leader in the community, Tammy. As people are looking to you, going, "What else has Tammy got under her upper sleeve?" I mean, she's finding all these problems. How are you staying? How are you and your husband staying grounded in your faith as the community pulls at you because they see you as a solution provider? Yeah, so not only does the community see me as a solutions uh, provider, but so does the enemy. So so we mm-hmm. stay connected by making sure that we are constantly in his word, constantly have a circle of people around us who we have covenant with. And so when I say that, I mean, uh, it's not, we have friends and family and things like that. But when you go into a trial season, you really find out the ones that are, I call them the ride or dies. They're the ones that are there no matter what. And so we have a great circle of people Mm -hmm. like that who will begin to um, pray and prophesy what's happening uh, and begin to tell us what's going on and um, really surround us when those things are happening. So we do that in good times and bad. Uh, We've pressed into the Lord. He's taught us a ton and that we're very different than we were 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, it is so good. So Grateful for that you shared the story of Compassion Village and the E49 Foundation. So grateful that you shared the story of what God has been using you to do within the Del Paso community in the Sacramento area of California. And just the fact that your work is bringing hope and healing and solutions to your community. That is a true I work for him kind of an attitude. And we're grateful. And if people want to get a hold of you... All they need to do is check out either one of your websites, CompassionVillage.org or the E49Foundation.org, and they can get a hold of you. Tammy, yeah. thank you for sharing your story today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.
Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I Work, the number number four, him.com.